Ow. Oh, Erin's having a contraction. Oh, God. <laughs> she might be giving birth I... live on the podcast. No. <laughs> Damn! Well, not live to you guys because it's previously recorded. There's going to be so much cussing, which you guys are not used to. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, there's going to be so much fluid or something. I'm like, oh, not in my house. Not in my house. I'll get a sheet. Why? It's fine. Your carpets aren't. Yeah, I don't need these carpets. (laughs) Aren't permanent. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. Well, welcome to episode 59. 59. I can't believe it. It's been so long. I can. (laughs) You're tired of me? (laughs) I just wanted to say that. Give me your goddamn, Aaron. Well. What happened in your life that it, made you say, goddamn? <laughs> Let's explain this for the new people. <laughs> if you're just joining us. In my life that made me say, goddamn, this week <laughs> was my handsome boy, Carl. Yeah. My big old fella. I miss him. I know. I got to bring him over for a play date. Yes. And we need to start recording at your house again so I can see him all the time. That too. Yeah. Uh, we will as soon as I pop this kid out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we've been remodeling our bottom room. So we have like strangers coming to the house to be like, hey, uh-huh. I'll do your electricity stuff so that you don't burn your house down. Right? Yeah. And you're like, I fucking love that. Yeah. Because I mean, my husband can do a lot of stuff and he has done a ton of it, which is fucking awesome. But uh-huh. then there's some things where it's like, maybe don't burn the house down. Yeah. Maybe let's just pay a professional. Yeah. Or like this guy will take four hours where it'll take you like two and a half weeks and a lot of holes in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to look nice. Yeah. <laughs> and he He's good. Uh-huh. I won't put anything past that. But Sometimes it's just better. Yes. So we've had strangers coming in and out and we have, okay, so the bottom room, you go down like this giant ass flight of stairs to get down there, right? Mm-hmm. But we have a baby gate up at the top of the stairs so that my kid doesn't kill himself. <laughs> yes, because they are very dangerous stairs. Yeah. And Carl is a big, a big fella. <laughs> yeah. He's, it takes him like three leaps and he's up those stairs. Yeah. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. But he never really realized that he could jump anything oh god and so god he never has like he's never tried to jump out of a car window or like over anything he'll just sit there and growl at you and be like move this (laughs) he's too heavy like he's monstrous he can't even jump up on the bed yeah it takes a lot of convincing to get him to jump onto the bed or like into the car yeah yeah i used to have to he'd put his front legs up and then look back at me like you got the rest mom (laughs) you gonna shove this ass in here yeah and i'd have to lift up his back legs and put him in the car (laughs) because he did not know he could jump oh my god well he found out he found out he could jump okay and so brandon had him upstairs with the other dog who can jump, by the way. Yeah. You guys took fucking Hank to agility training. Yeah, that was dumb. That was the worst <laughs> idea you've ever had. I mean, cool party trick, <laughs> but sucks to live with. Yes, true. <laughs> but Brandon was downstairs with the some workers and like explaining stuff. And so he had the dogs upstairs because there's the baby gate. Like, Carl can't jump over baby gates. It'll be fine. And Hank, for some reason, just won't jump over that one. Probably because he realizes it leads to fucking a giant-ass flight of stairs. Yeah, death stairs. Yeah, and so he's smarter than that. Turns out, Brandon hears like a fucking commotion at the top (laughs) of the stairs and then barreling down the stairs. Oh, God. And Carl busts into the room. (gasps) And that like poor guy. Oh my god. The poor stranger. Oh yeah. He shit himself, didn't he? He absolutely shit himself. Oh my god. Carl, he's never attacked anyone, but he's very protective and like 
unless you get introduced, he's like not cool with you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he was jumping. He doesn't jump on you, but he jumps up. Yeah. So he's face level with this dude. Yeah. Like barking at him aggressively and stuff. And the guy is just standing there like, I guess, backing up like, holy shit. (laughs) Cujo just got out. (laughs) Yeah. And my husband's like, it's okay. He's friendly. (laughs) He's so friendly. Yeah. Oh, God. I wish I was there, but also I w- I'm glad I wasn't because I would have gone into labor. Like, yeah. no, it's too much. That's Trying too much. to help. <laughs> yeah. And oh, so my God. Brandon put him back upstairs and like, ooh, that was a close one, right? And oh, he God. did it twice. <gasps> he did it twice that oh, day. Oh, shit. You yeah. think Carl was all fucking proud when he got put back upstairs? Like, oh, yeah, I told that guy what's up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And he then the like, second time he was like, oh, fuck, he's still here? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. He didn't get the message. <laughs> I better tell him again. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, why do you guys still have this guy down here? He's ready to fucking murder us. Yeah. Come on, mom and dad. Get on it. Yeah. And so now anytime we have someone come to the house, like a worker person, we have to put him in our bedroom. Which I'm sure he loves. He doesn't give a single fuck. Oh, really? He, he doesn't like cry the whole time? No. He just falls asleep. Like he's <laughs> literally an apartment dog. Like he would just sleep all day if you let him. That's so funny. It's because it takes too much energy to do anything for that monster. I know, which is why I'm fucking surprised that he just jumped down. Well, when it comes to the security of his <laughs> perimeter, yeah. <laughs> evidently he's on it. Apparently, yeah. So that was a pretty scary moment. And now I'm like, okay, we can't do that like, because I don't want him to die barreling down the stairs one or well, that, maul people to death. Yeah, I'm not afraid of him attacking anyone, but I am afraid of him, like, if he were to jump on someone, then someone could be like, he attacked me. Oh, God, that's so scary. Yeah. Or, like, if like, he's barking and his tooth hits him, then, like, oh, he bit me. Yeah. When I don't think he would actually bite anyone, but... Yeah. But you just don't want to risk that, because people are fucking crazy. Exactly. And he's too big. Like, he's... If he were to actually get in trouble in some way, like, he would just get put down. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. I know. So okay. now I have to be really careful with wow. him. Wow. Jesus, now I'm sad. Yeah. Well, then we had a, got the electrician come over and Brandon's like, well, maybe put a collar and a leash on him so that if he does do it, then we can grab him easier. And I was like... He's just going to run around the house with a leash on him? Yeah. And I was like, well, what if he jumps over the fence again and then hangs himself? Oh, God. Like, no. Ugh. Yeah, so that's been that's been our experience with remodeling <laughs> the bottom room in Carl. Well, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn. Give me your goddamn. Okay, so yesterday when we were driving en route to the pumpkin patch, I had all of my children in the car and my husband was driving and my mother-in-law was in the back seat with the kids. Yeah. And my husband used to be the best driver ever, like so cautious. He took his time. I don't know about best. Well, safest. How about that? He was safest. Well, you and I drive like fucking two, what is it, cats out of hell? I don't even know if that's the same. Did I just make that up? I don't know. But yeah, like let's Tokyo drift around town. Yes, yes. Like we drive fast, take chances. Yeah, with my eyes closed. Yeah. We would never do that. Even in high school, I remember he was always like speed limit. Yes. Okay. Very safe driver. I'm about to get way off topic. That's fine. Take it. stopped on fucking train tracks because it was a red light and you were like, we're going to die. Yeah. No joke. He stopped on the trolley track because he's like the light's red I can't go and I was like motherfucker there's a trolley coming you can go (laughs) disobey that light (laughs) and it was like 11 at night yeah no one was around run the red light bro (laughs) perfectly safe (laughs) okay so yes very safe driver yes but he has a job now well he's had a job now for like five years where he has to sit in a shit ton of traffic yeah and sitting in San Diego traffic will make you a terrible fucking driver because you just get ragey like 
anytime you can go, you're flooring it. And then when you have to stop, it's like, and you almost like rear in someone. Yeah. Yeah. So but you're like, no one's getting in my fucking lane. Yeah. I will. No, you cannot fucking merge. Yeah. I will <laughs> tailgate this guy like with a quarter in yeah. between us. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's how he drives every day now. Plus, we live in a part of town that fucking sucks because there's a million goddamn streetlights and you mm-hmm. get like to go a mile takes 20 minutes because all the fucking streetlights. Yep. So you get ragey. So he's like, he doesn't sound outwardly ragey, but when you're riding in the car, it's a lot of like sudden stops and you like fly forward right (laughs) yep okay so you know painting the picture we're all in the car and then we come to a stoplight and lee like slams on his brake and we all kind of like fly forward and my son in the back seat my almost three-year-old he goes jesus (laughs) 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 and then and then we i like look at lee like oh my god did he just say that because that's what What? i fucking say all the time right yeah and then my son goes, Jesus, Daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mother-in-law is in the back seat with oh us. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, in the car with us. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to say anything and give it life, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want him to, like, repeat it because we're laughing or something. Yeah. But I'm like, I really have to be careful what I say around this kid now. And then my mother-in-law was, like, you know, catching on that we weren't trying to say anything. You yeah. Know? Like, not trying to give it life. And she's, she saved it with, like, uh geez louise or something i can't remember what she said and then he started repeating geez louise but i was like oh my gosh oh my god i mean jesus daddy (laughs) jesus daddy (laughs) that's the best thing i've ever heard (laughs) this poor kid i would not be able to hold it back i would have died fucking laughing oh i started giggling but i was like he was directly behind me, so he couldn't see or anything. Yeah. Just like, oh, man, he picked up another one. It's just like when he said, I said, goddamn. Yeah. Or I was listening to the podcast or something, and then he's like, what's goddamn? Goddamn. 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 Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he said that, like, around your dad or something? No. It would, like, break their heart. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to fix that. Nice. I'm working on I'm working on it. It's really hard not to, like, I mean, I'm good about, like, not cussing around him, but I feel like... Jesus, in my head, is just like an exclamation, you know? Yeah. Like, I've yeah. been so desensitized, probably from the fucking podcast. <laughs> probably. But it's like, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, same yeah. thing. But, yeah, turns out I need to watch myself a little better. Oh my God, that's amazing. Jesus. And he said it just like, that's how I say it. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. <laughs> so that's my goddamn. Well, goddamn. Yeah, poor kid. Okay. Aaron, give me your story, girl. Okay, well, my story, we're going to do a little bit of a throwback here. Yeah. So this is going to be about Otilly Klimek. She went by Tilly. Otilly Klimek? <laughs> yeah. I don't really know if it's Otilly or Otilly, but she went by Tilly, so it doesn't matter. Okay. What up, Tilly? Climax? Tilly. Not Climax. <laughs> <laughs> she was born in 1876 in Poland. Ooh, Poland. Yeah. Damn. That was a long time ago. I know. That's why I said throwback. (laughs) And her parents brought her to the U.S. when she was just a baby. Okay. She lived in Chicago and she married her first husband in 1890. First husband. Yeah. Scandalous. (laughs) I know. That means there's going to be more. (laughs) Yeah. She was only 14 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, but it was 1890. Yeah, life expectancy and all. She was probably going to die at like 25, so I'm (laughs) going to pop out some kids. I only have 10 years left. (laughs) Yeah. She was almost an old maid. Oh, my gosh. His name was John Mitkiewicz. They're all named John. Literally, almost all of them in my story right now aren't going to be named John. Really? That's funny. (laughs) Goddamn. 
So apparently Tilly had a special talent wherein she could predict to the day, the day that people would die. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. I don't think that's a talent. Well, it's something. Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to fucking know that shit, man. (laughs) No. Yeah. I mean, a power? What would you call it? A premonition? I don't know. No, I think it's a talent. Yeah, we'll go with party trick. Depends on how she's predicting the day that they'll die. Well, she would have dreams of finding their corpses on specific days. What the fuck? (laughs) And then, sure enough, they'd wind up dead on that day. Oh my god, Tilly would for sure be one of my best friends. (laughs) Crazy girl just being like, I'm gonna find your corpse. (laughs) Better watch out on Wednesday. It's gonna be a rough day for you. Yeah. (laughs) So, her first example of this was her husband, John. Mm Mm-hmm. John died in 1914 after the couple were married for 24 years. Damn. Yeah. So he got sick and ended up dying because of it. Okay. And the death certificate said that the cause of death was heart trouble. Oh, all right. Yeah, but I guess she had predicted it. Okay. And Tilly got remarried about two months later to a man who lived nearby named Joseph Raskowski. Whoa, she didn't wait any time. No, not at all. Jeez. Like he lived nearby. Was she just like, you'll do? (laughs) damn what about what happened to like the mourning process (laughs) (laughs) right well soon after her little talent reared up again and she (laughs) predicted the day that her husband was gonna die Uh uh-huh and not surprisingly he ended up getting sick and died shortly after i'm pretty skeptical of tilly and her talents why would you ever be skeptical of a talent (laughs) like this in the 1800s i guess now it's the 1900s Uh, you know, I've just been around the block a toot, time or two. <laughs> yeah. A toot. <laughs> a toot. A toot in time. <laughs> so Tilly started dating another man. Jeez, a little hussy. Yeah, but apparently he, like, didn't want anything to do with her anymore, so they stopped seeing each other. Smart. And then, Before she could predict his goddamn death. Well, completely unrelated, probably, but he got sick and died. <laughs> oh, shit. After they were divorced or broken up or whatever the Yeah, they were is. broken up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, and then he got sick and died. So then she married her third husband. Okay. Frank Kupchik. Oh. All of these are like fucking Polish or Russian names. And so I'm just making this shit up. Smart. There's a lot of Zs and Ss and Ys and Ks. They're all silent. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> so if these aren't right, don't try and phonetically spell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can imagine, six months later, he started getting sick. Oh, God. Yeah. And Tilly started talking to neighbors saying that Frank was going to die. Like, she had another premonition. Listen, I feel like she should lose the premonition gig. Why? Because it's so incriminating. Oh, well, I guess. But, I mean, if that's your talent. (laughs) (laughs) So the neighbors thought for sure that she was psychic, right? Oh, God. Because she'd been right every single time. She's a witch. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, I mean, it was, like, the 1900s, and people died when they got sick. So it wouldn't be that weird to be like, oh, he's sick, he's going to die, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he got the common cold. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's fucked because he can't breathe through his nose. So (laughs) might as well come say your goodbyes now. (laughs) Yeah. This part's kind of fucked up, but she would, like, sit by Frank's bedside while he was dying and tell him, like, it won't be long now. Oh, weird. Yeah, like, you'll be dying soon. Any minute now, Frank. Yeah. Any minute now. If you feel like you need to let go, just let go, Frank. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't don't worry about it. I'll be fine. It's gonna happen. I'll be fine. Yeah. 
And then she even knitted like a mourning hat that she planned to wear at his funeral. What the fuck? Yeah. Those are things? Apparently in the 19-somethings, 1900s. I'm just imagining like one of those tiny little pillbox hats with like the little black part that covers your face. Yeah, the little lacy part. Yeah. That's probably what it was. She was knitting it. It could have been. It's probably how, beautiful. How do you knit that? I don't know. I could crochet one. Well, I'm sure you could knit the same way. Are you putting the lacy thing on after you knit it? Like the hat is just knitted or you're knitting the lace too? I would knit the lace. That's so weird. I don't know about knitting though. I would crochet the lace. Okay. We get it. <laughs> I'm just thinking yarn. Yarn sounds like a weird morning hat. <laughs> you could get thin yarn. Yeah. Fingering yarn. <laughs> anyway. Ew. Is that what it's called? Yes. Gross. Oh my God. Totally off topic. But have you seen that like art installment where the lady knitted shit from her vagina? Yeah. Like I she have. would take you guys. She would take the yarn and shove it in her vagina. Which, first of all, have you ever tried to pull out a dry tampon? (laughs) It makes me not feel good. That's all (laughs) I thought about when I first saw that. I was like, how'd she get yarn in there? Oh, God. (laughs) Well, she knitted like a scarf for like a year or some shit. I don't even know. And then even when she would bleed so that it was literally like her menstrual calendar in this scarf. Yeah. I saw that. It's fucking gross. I'm sure that's not what Tilly did. (laughs) No, no. I don't think she had anything to do with her vagina in this knitting thing. (laughs) Okay, carry on. (laughs) So she even asked her landlord if she could store a coffin that she had found for sale in the basement of the apartment that she was renting. Telling you, Tilly's fucking suspicious as fuck. No, Tilly's just psychic. No. (laughs) Tilly is talentless. Tilly's talentless. Talentless Tilly. (laughs) Well, unsurprisingly, Frank died. Yeah. And at his funeral, Tilly appeared to be distraught and was cursing her bad luck and ominous predictive dreams, right? Because like, man, that's really got to suck. This is your fourth husband? She's like, why am I always right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I think it's her third husband. This is her third husband in the fucking 1910s. Yeah. She's got to be like... A black widow that's so sad. No one's going to marry her, right? Yeah, she's a uh, damaged goods. Yeah, exactly. Definitely so, got a black mark on her fucking record. <laughs> exactly. Red mark? You know what I mean. A pock. Like a chicken pock? Like a pock mark. <laughs> <laughs> so people started avoiding her on the streets when they saw her because they didn't want her to tell them about their own Dear death. God, I'm sure. It's like crossing a black cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, speaking of neighbors and other locals, mm-hmm. Tilly had a dream where the plague struck the home of a family on her block. Oh, shit. That's some serious allegations. Well, within that week, the family's three children got sick and died. Oh, <gasps> Yeah. See, you're all against Tilly here, but I think she's just letting people know. No. I'm <laughs> fucking onto her. <laughs> and now I'm pissed at her for killing kids. Well, Tilly had also had a heated argument with the family days before. This bitch. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there, right? (laughs) Some, like, intense revenge. Seriously. Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, and now I'm going to kill your kids. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But it's giving me such a hard side eye. (laughs) (laughs) So Tilly moved on, and she married a man named Joseph Klimek. Which is where she got her last name. Watch out, Joseph. (laughs) Apparently, Tilly no longer wanted to be married to Joseph at one point. (laughs) And so she had a premonition. Well, she reached out to her cousin, Nellie, who was like, well, you should probably get a divorce then. Wait. Is it about her name being Nellie? We got Tilly and Nellie? Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I know. They're such old-fashioned names. (laughs) Well, Nellie was like, get a divorce, right? Yeah. And Tilly was like, 
no, I dreamt that he was going to die. I'll get rid of him some other way. Uh huh. <laughs> then Nellie supposedly gave Tilly some rat poison called Rough on Rats. <laughs> <laughs> That's some awesome poison name. <laughs> it's real rough on rats. You're going to yeah. want to use this one. Real well, rough. Real rough. <laughs> They're not going to go out smoothly. No. So shortly after, Joseph got sick. Yeah. And the doctors actually suspected arsenic poisoning. <gasps> but they didn't smell al- almonds. Almonds is cyanide. God damn it. I mix it up every fucking time. I don't know what arsenic smells like. Probably like acid. Cashews. <laughs> Cashews. <laughs> arsenic smells like peanuts. <laughs> so he was still alive. Like he's just sick right now, right? Oh, okay. And they're like, you're being poisoned, Joe. Yeah. They were like, maybe it's arsenic. Like that's pretty crazy. So yeah. then they tested him for it. And the test came back positive. For arsenic? For arsenic. Oh, shit. So Tilly was arrested. Yes. And Tilly allegedly told the arresting officer, the next one I want to cook a dinner for is you. Oh. So turns out you might be right about Tilly all along. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Wow, really? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wait. You can't just yell that shit when you're being arrested. Apparently you could in 1900s. She's all like, that was the worst idea you ever had, lady. Yeah, like you, you could just incriminated yourself. Yeah, for sure you did. But it's your word against his word because like there's no cameras back then. You yeah, be but like, she's a woman and he's a man and it's in the 1800s. Touche. 1910s, whatever fucking year we're in now. Yeah, too fucking shay. Yeah. So police exhumed Tilly's previous husband's. Uh-huh. And lo and behold, they all tested positive for arsenic poisoning. Oh, crazy. And then It wasn't a premonition. Apparently not. Or she was just like, well, I got the arsenic, so I fucking predict he's going to die in the next couple of days here. Yeah, I got to make my premonition come true. Yeah. After Tilly was arrested and her husband's bodies were found to have arsenic poisoning, the neighbors started to realize all the other odd coincidences. <sighs> Like their kids dying? Yes. That is the first example. The family that came down with the plague where the children had died. Yeah. Well, not only had Tilly been in an argument with the family previously, but she had also given the children candy before they became sick. This bitch. Yeah. And there was a dog that quote unquote annoyed Tilly. (gasps) Oh. That had also, yeah, turned up dead. No. Tilly is a bitch. Taking me off. Taking it too far too far with the dog and they even tested the dog and the dog came back positive for arsenic poisoning jesus also how traumatic to have to dig up your family dog not the people (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that would be a little bit more traumatic (laughs) but yeah it's probably also traumatic to dig up your dog (laughs) i'm just thinking like the people are probably preserved in some way right the dog was just like buried in the backyard i don't know when did they start embalming people i don't fucking know i don't either i read about it one day and i was really educated on embalming and then i know i don't remember shit so well listen maybe it was then maybe it's not we don't know i think it was a while back though we could easily know with a quick google search but you know what fuck it yellow bro you know what? I don't like Google searching in cases like this because you never wonder anymore. There's no more wonder in the world. Like, I just okay. wonder when embalming happened. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep some of that alive <laughs> in my life. Oh, shit. So there were other family members and neighbors that claimed to have become sick after eating at Tilly's house. I'm sure she's got fucking arsenic everywhere. Right? But they had actually survived. But the total count of people that had gotten sick was 20. 
Whoa. With 14 of them actually dying from their illnesses. Jesus, this lady's just knocking everybody off. Yeah. It wasn't even just her husband's. She'd be like, oh, I'm my fucking, I'm tired of my cousin. Pissed off at you, Nellie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ugh. So. But Nellie was okay, right? Yeah, Nellie was yeah, fine. Yeah, But now people no longer believe that Tilly was psychic. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but obviously that she had been poisoning her husband's, her neighbors, and her family members. Yes. <laughs> in case you hadn't caught on. <laughs> She'd be poisoning them. And the newspapers at the time started to refer to her as a high priestess of a Bluebeard clique. What? Uh, what? So, Bluebeard was apparently a rich man who made a habit out of poisoning his wives. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, she's, you know, the Bluebeard in this situation, right? That's but they, such a weird nickname for that. Yeah, I don't Why know. Why is your beard blue, bro? I don't know. <laughs> But they thought that she was the leader of what might be a huge ring of murderous women. Oh, shit. Yeah. She's a witch. (laughs) Burn her. (laughs) And several other women in the neighborhood were arrested, questioned, but eventually released because there was no evidence to suggest that this might be true. Oh, my God. I love it. She's fucking got to be on top of some shit right now. She's killed a lot of people, right? Yeah, I love that they're, like, terrified of her. Like, oh, shit. Well, I don't love that, but, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there's a crazy lady on the loose. No way she's not influencing all the other women around her. She's inciting mass hysteria. (laughs) They figured out how to poison us. Let's get them, fellas. They, yeah. (laughs) Women. (laughs) Anyway, Joseph Klimek survived his poisoning attempt. Wow. Right? Really? Yeah. thought for sure he was a goner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they figured out the cause. Yeah. So then they could have the solution to, right? Yeah. But he spent upwards of three months in the hospital. Oh, shit. Yeah. Three months in the hospital, though. Like, I'm not sure what modern medicine was then. I don't but know if I, it was modern or not. <laughs> but they're probably just, like, giving him fluids. Like, hope this poison leaves his body. Yeah, right? Let's like, bleed him out again. <laughs> just get rid of all yet? the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. How you feeling, Joe? Also, it turns out that Tilly had taken out life insurance policies on all of her husbands before they had died. Wow, shocking. I know. She's really good at this. And she had made out like a goddamn bandit. Profiting sure. off of all of them, yeah. right? Especially back in the day. Uh-huh. And Tilly was put on trial mm-hmm. for the murder of Frank Kupchik, her third husband. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one. Really? Yeah, I'm not positive why. Oh, that's weird. Fun fact, she wore her... um, (gasps) Morning hat? Yeah, her knitted morning hat to the trial. (laughs) Is there a picture? I don't know. I'm going to look for it. And if there is, it will be on our website. (laughs) Yeah, you're the one that does the Google image searches. (laughs) She was given a life sentence, which was the hardest sentence that a woman had ever been given at the time in Cook County. Uh Uh-huh. And this is actually probably because she wasn't pretty. Whoa, bro. Right? I guess she was a squat woman (laughs) is how they referred to her. That's so fucked up. And she only spoke broken English despite having lived in the U.S. her whole life. That's so mean. I know. I mean, listen, I think she deserves life because you can't kill people. But also for that being the reason, it's fucked up. Yeah. Talk about a fair trial. Right? They're not pretty enough, so we're just going to stick in there for life. Okay, so this, she had the longest sentence that a woman had ever been given. Yeah. And they said that that's because, like, women who murdered their husbands and stuff like that were normally, like, pretty women who could attract multiple husbands. Yeah. And so those type of people, every time they had had a trial, they They go easy on them? Yeah, they went easy on them. And they're like, well, maybe it's because they were fucking pretty and this lady was beat. (laughs) (laughs) A little rough around the edges. A little rough on rats. Yeah. (laughs) Rough on Tilly. (laughs) 
So Tilly's cousin Nellie was also arrested, and she was tried for allegedly giving Tilly the rat poison she used to kill all these people. Oh. And while waiting for her trial, she spent a year in prison, and I guess Tilly was allegedly a bitch to her, like, the whole time, (laughs) where she would make her think that she was going to be executed without a trial, and like, oh, they're coming to get you today. I don't know. Oh, God. How would she have that inside scoop? She had premonitions. Oh, yeah. But we know what the fuck those are now. Well. Total lies, Tilly. (laughs) tired of your lies Tilly (laughs) so Nellie was acquitted of all the charges against her and Tilly died in prison on November 20th 1936 at 50 years old why how'd she die probably old age at 50 (laughs) (laughs) I mean but it was like the 1930s you said right yeah 1936 I feel like they lived a little longer probably all that exposure to arsenic (laughs) could have been all that exposure to arsenic it could have been just the rough uh, fucking conditions in prison true well, goddamn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, isn't it? A little poisoning one, huh? A little psychic one. <laughs> sure. You had me fooled all along. I know. I could tell. <laughs> I was really excited for that twist ending. <laughs> <laughs> had me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> all right, Stacy, give me your story. Okay. I am sorry to inform you that today's episode, story, uh-huh. rendition, is so fucking sad. It's really sad. I mean, they're all sad, but you know. Well, god damn it. That means it's going to involve like a child. Trigger warning. And that child's name is Candace Newmaker. All right. So Candace was born November 19th, 1989 in Lincolnton, North Carolina to Todd and Angela Elmore. When she was really young, her and her siblings were removed from her home on the basis of neglect. Ooh. And they were placed in an orphanage. God damn, so that sucks. Mom and dad weren't doing so hot. Uh, her and her siblings were separated when they were put in that orphanage. And when she was seven, she was adopted by a single woman by the name of Jeannie Elizabeth Newmaker. Okay. A little and weird that it's a single woman adopting a kid. I guess in like, well, I mean, it's like the 90s probably. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's not that weird. Not probably. I- it definitely was the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I think it's weird that, because isn't it like really hard to adopt a kid? I think so. Yeah. But okay. But wait. She was a pediatric nurse. Oh, okay. So maybe because she had such a, you know, good job and everything, she must have had shit going for her, so. Yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon that single people adopt children. It's not? I no. thought it was. No. Well, especially now it's not. Maybe. I don't know. I have no <laughs> knowledge on the subject. <laughs> Blowing your fucking mind over there on this really one little is. bullet, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I thought you had to have, like, the perfect American dream. <laughs> no, no. They do it all the time. All right. Touche. But what's sad to me is that they separated the siblings. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah. That's the part where I'm like, oh, come on. Like, if I were to ever go adopt a kid and I was like, oh, I want this one. And they were like, ah, oh, it comes with four others. I'd be like, I'll take them all. <laughs> And then regret my life choices later. But I can't separate them. Yeah, it'd be pretty fucked up to separate them. And then if I already fell in love with one because I'm like, I'll take this one, then I can't just go back and renege on my fucking agreement. Yeah. Yeah. My my taking decision. (laughs) I mean. AKA agreement. (laughs) You even feel bad like with kittens where they're like, oh, this one's her brother. And you're like, oh. Literally, when I was a kid, we had a next door neighbor dog, and his name was Bob, I think. I can't really remember. Bob the dog. <laughs> Bob the dog. He was so fucking adorable. He's a little black lab, and he'd get so excited when you'd come over. And I could not leave because he would get sad when you'd walk away. Oh. Girl, I would spend hours standing there with that dog because I didn't want to like see him sad when I left. Yeah. That's what I think of every time it's like you're separating a puppy or something. Yeah. Like, oh, they need me. They need love. They need yeah. <laughs> attention. Okay. That dog just knew how to work you. Oh, that dog fucking knew exactly how to work. My mom would be like, you need to come in and eat dinner. And I'm like, but Bob. <laughs> Bob is sad. You know what? I think the dog's name was Jake. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> a normal name. For It'll her. matter to one of our friends. <laughs> 
Okay. So like I said, Jeannie was a pediatric nurse who lived in Durham, North Carolina. Okay. As soon as Jeannie got Candace, she knew she wasn't like behaving appropriately. Candace was acting up. Ooh. So to make up for it, she would shower Candace with gifts and attention. And that's not something that Candace was used to, right? Like she was pretty much neglected her whole life. Yeah. But she did start to notice that Candace's behavior took a little bit of a turn. And so Jeannie started to get concerned for Can- because of Candace's behavior. At, right. I guess at school, Candace would lash out at students and yell at them and say, like, don't talk to me and don't look at me. Like, she was, like, kind of like the s- spaz kid. <laughs> All right. That's sad. Nothing I read says she was a spaz kid. I'm just assuming. She didn't want to be fucked with, basically. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Leave me alone, right? Yeah. She wanted to be neglected. Uh, yeah. Like, she didn't like the attention. Yeah. And then at home... Jeannie said that Candace started playing with matches and exhibited pyromaniac behavior. Uh-oh. And she also started killing goldfish. <laughs> These are two of the signs. Yes, two of the signs. And so Jeannie was like, uh, it's time to go see a therapist or like a professional, right? Yeah. Yeah, because nothing I'm doing is working and I'm trying really hard and I love, like she absolutely loved Candace and was like, I just want the best for her. Yeah. But everything she was trying wasn't working and she just saw her behavior increasingly get worse and worse. So she's like, let's go see a therapist. All right. Good move. Yeah. Go Jeannie. Candace would regularly go to therapy and her therapist said that she was like not a normal happy kid. That she could smile and be real cute when she wanted to, but then like in an instant turn around and be like super mean. Ooh, So okay. she was like not stable. Yeah. Eventually, Candace's prescribed antidepressants and antipsychotics and even amphetamines Ooh. to try and treat her behavior, but nothing worked. Well, I think the amphetamines is like Ritalin, right? Yeah, I think probably. so. Yeah. Yeah. Like amphetamines sounds so bad, but then it's like, oh, it's probably like Adderall or Ritalin or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It becomes obvious that Candace wasn't forming any kind of attachment to her adoptive mother. Oh, that's sad. I know. And even other things like animals. Like I said, she was killing goldfish and shit. Yeah. So she couldn't form like a relationship. And she had no concern for her surroundings, like setting shit on fire and everything. Yeah. She just was like. Like a tiny little Damien. (laughs) (laughs) Damien. Damien. Okay. So Jeannie had heard about this new disorder at the time that was like being discussed in like a hot trigger word, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was called attachment disorder. Okay. And so she goes to this convention to learn more about this disorder because she really thinks that Candace has it. She's exhibiting all the signs and all of the parents' stories are almost identical to hers. And so she's like, uh, for sure, I need to help her with her attachment disorder. Yeah. And so she meets a therapist there who she told her story to, and the therapist was like, oh, for sure, she has this attachment disorder. Even though the therapist never actually saw Candace or talked to Candace or anything. But just based on, like, stories that Yeah, she basically, like, diagnosed Candace All right. in Jeannie's eyes, you know? Like, oh, okay, this therapist says that she has this disorder, right? I would like to say that Jeannie is fucking rocking it at the mom. Oh, my God, right? right she now. went to a convention. Yeah. I hate conventions. I know everyone <laughs> hates conventions. <laughs> well, and like getting her therapy and stuff, which I know is probably like if it was flipped, we'd be like, why wouldn't she go see a therapist? Yeah. But it's but, really nice. Though. Yeah. It's good to hear like that she's doing all of these things. Yeah. She genuinely is just trying to help her girl, you know? Yeah. So this therapist at the convention recommends a psychotherapist who just so happened to be unlicensed. Oh, God. <laughs> who lived in Evergreen, Colorado. Uh-huh. And the therapist's name was Connell Watkins. Okay. Connell? Connell. 
Weird name. Probably like Connie, but with two L's at the end. I don't know. Connell. Connell Watkins was considered this like pioneer in attachment disorder therapy. Okay. Because this was such a newly discussed thing. And I guess she was like figuring out fucking ways to fix it, right? Yeah. So the theory is that this disorder stems from neglect in infancy. So when a child cried for food or needed a diaper change or any other like basic need and that need wasn't met, then something changed in the brain, like physically, Ooh. inhibiting the ability to form attached re- relationships. Oh, God, that's so scary. Yeah, and that's sad. the whole theory. As if new moms don't need more shit to worry about. Right? Like, I just fucked up my baby because I let him cry himself to sleep. Yeah, I took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> and he cried the whole time. God damn. Oh, man. The corrective therapy for this is to recreate what the child missed as an infant and attempt to fill that need and reverse the behavior to make them quote unquote normal. So this is what Connell was practicing. Okay. Or Connell. Or however the fuck you want to say her name. Okay. So it turns out that Connell was running this like sort of therapeutic boot camp from her basement. Where for. Always good to have a boot camp in your basement. <laughs> for like experimental therapy. <laughs> oh God. Uh, where for as little as $7,000, Jesus, you could come spend two weeks at her house and go through this quote-unquote rebirthing therapy, is what <gasps> they were calling it. Have you heard about this? I think I have. Fucked up. I didn't hear. I stumbled upon this. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, go. Okay. So Jeannie was super desperate to connect with Candace. And so despite the steep price and her being like a single mom and everything, yeah, uh, she paid for it and signed up for them to attend this boot camp. Yeah. So on April 10th, the year 2000, the therapy session began. Before the session, Jeannie weaned Candace from her medicine. Like all, everything that she was taking, all of her medication, she was advised to wean her off of it. Except for Respidol, which is a calming medicine. And that prescription was actually doubled the day after she arrived at the camp. Okay. It was noted that it was done to counteract Candace's quote-unquote assaultive behavior. So when they got to the camp... They just basically drugged her, like took her off of all of her like leveling drugs. Yeah. You know, and then like gave her a bunch of sedative. Okay. That's a, doesn't sound like a good idea. No, but I'm sure if you're doing like experimental therapy, you want everything to go smoothly, right? So you're like, "Ah, I have an idea. Let's drug her so she's nice and calm. And so we can say that this is working. Yeah, that's true. So this drug made Candace so sedated that her eyes looked as if like no one was home. Like she would just kind of like stare out. Oh my God, like that's a zombie. so sad. I know. The first week of therapy seemed to be like going pretty well and Jeannie was really hopeful. And they did this like session where Jeannie had to hold Candace like a baby and mm. like feed her like a baby. I was wondering, you said recreate the parts that they missed and I'm like, um, are you just literally going to feed her? <laughs> like is she supposed to breastfeed her? Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Well, that's basically what they did was like, you know, sit in her lap like a baby and let your mom feed you. And Candace allowed it, which I guess was really rare for Candace to allow Jeannie to, like, hold her and shit. Well, she's on a lot of drugs. Yeah, she's sedated. Of course she's like, sure, I'll sit here. Yeah. But Jeannie was, like, ecstatic. Like, yes, you know, my baby girl is letting me hold her. We're bonding, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And exactly, I have a little note here, exactly what you said. I'm curious how much of that was, like, voluntary versus, like, she's just super freaking sedated yeah (laughs) then the second week of therapy came and candace was deemed ready for compression therapy or this quote-unquote rebirthing session okay so on april 18th the session began and the whole session was recorded so that Jeannie could go back and watch the quote-unquote birth of her daughter 
Mm-hmm. The video starts with Candace saying that she didn't sleep well the night before because she had a fucking dream that Jeannie had killed her. Oh, premonition. <laughs> Interesting. It always cracks me up how somehow <laughs> one little part of our stories are connected. I know, right? So Connell had laid out a blue flannel blanket on the floor and told Candace to lay in the blanket in the fetal position. Mm-hmm. And the blanket was then tightly wrapped around her with the both of the ends of the blanket being like twisted shut mm-hmm. so that she like essentially couldn't just like stand up and get out yeah she's like a little burrito in there i'm like claustrophobic just talking about it so then connell explains that candace is to act like she's like a tiny baby inside of her mother's womb and she has to fight her way out to be reborn again to her mother's arms okay so that's the whole point of this therapy right is yeah we're recreating the womb and you've got to rebirth yourself and she's still on these sedatives yes okay so sounds like it's gonna be a struggle (sighs) Literally rereading this breaks my heart. I don't even know why I did this story. (laughs) I hate it. Same. Okay, so Connell and three other adults, there was a therapist that went by the name of Dr. Pondle and Connell's office manager and her fiance. Okay. I don't know if I got the other people's names, but there's three other, four adults total, not counting Jeannie, her mom, right? Mm -hmm. They all grab couch cushions and pillows And Connell instructs them to push down on Candace to recreate the pressure of like a contracting womb. And then Jeannie was instructed to stand at Candace's head for her birth. Like, okay, you stand on this end and we're all going to push on her and she's going to fight her way out and she's going to be born again. Yeah. And you're going to be the first thing that she sees and it's going to be a goddamn moment. Yeah. And we're all going to cry and it'll be great. Yeah. So the total weight of the adults combined was 673 pounds pushing down on this 70 pound little girl. Okay. Yes. And then, so Candace begins to struggle, right? Like, okay, I'm going to fucking be born. And it's obvious that she's disoriented. She keeps asking multiple times, like, which direction am I supposed to push in? And she repeatedly asks the the adults to ease up on the pressure because you can't breathe and it's too hot. Like, she literally was, like, putting her finger in places and being like, can you tell me where my finger is? Is this where I'm supposed to push? Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to push. I don't know how to get the fuck out of this. Somebody give me a clue here, right? Like, yeah. fucking Marco, Polo, give yeah. me a hint. Give me some fucking direction. And they were just, like, yelling at her. Like, you need to get, you need to be in charge of your own birth kind of thing. Oh, my God. So, at one point, Connell tells her that being born is hard work and you have to really want it. And sometimes it takes 18 hours to be born. Fuck that. Right? And Candace keeps trying to, like, no avail. Like, she's struggling. And she begins begging people to stop pushing down on her because she can't breathe. And she says, I'm dying. And she's pleading for help. Like, I'm dying. I need help. Please help me. I'm dying. Oh, my God. This is so sad. I know. I'm really sorry, guys. (laughs) Oh, I don't like it. I know. At some point, Candace even says, I want to die. Give me oxygen or I really am going to die for real. Oh, my God. So she's saying, like, I don't feel good in here, guys. Help me. Right? Ugh, that's so sad. I know. One of the adults, the other therapist there, says, go ahead and die right now for real. Like, encouraging her. Like, yeah, if you want to give up and die, go ahead and die. That's not, no, appropriate. No, it's not appropriate. It's not professional. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. Yeah. You know what would be helpful? Getting the fuck off of her. Yeah. So Connell tells Candace, it's not easy to live. You have to be strong to live. It takes a lot of courage to be born. You have to fight for it. And then Candace starts explaining that she feels nauseous and that she's going to vomit and begs for oxygen. Oh, my God. Then she throws up and is like, I'm going to poop myself. (gasps) Like she's struggling in there. And the therapist, the doctor, pondled person, guy, lady, I think they were all women. Except for her fiance. The therapist tells her to go ahead. 
Like, go ahead and poop yourself. And Candace can't help it, and so she defecates in her little makeshift womb. You know what doctors are supposed to do when a baby defecates in the womb? Get them out quickly. Yeah, because they can choke on it. Yeah. So, Connell starts taunting her, saying, stay in there with your vomit and poop. Oh my god, that's so sad. Isn't it? And the whole time, like, not to blame Jeannie, because she thinks that she's, like, with professionals and everything yeah but even if i were with professionals i feel like i'd be like back the fuck up and let me in there yeah you can go fuck yourself with your professionalism you yeah. know i'll but be she, her savior i'll help her i'll get her out then yeah and she was a nurse too so like she knows you need oxygen to live and stuff yeah i'm not i seriously am not trying to blame her because literally you're putting your trust in these professionals yeah it's these people's fault it's the therapist's fault and everything but God, hindsight, right? Yeah. You just want to be like, oh. Oh, my God. That makes me so sad, though. I just want to hug my baby. I know. Okay. So let's get through this. Okay. The whole time this is happening, Jeannie is, like, trying to encourage Candace to be born and to fight for it. Like, fight for it. I'm here. I'm ready for you. I'm ready to catch you. I love you so much, and I'm going to care for my new baby and all this stuff, right? Like, trying to encourage her. Mm -hmm. And Candace is like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck to get out of this, or I already would be out of this. (laughs) Yeah, like, I've been trying to fight. I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, exactly. So then Connell's fiance repositions a pillow, and it's over Candace's head. Oh, my God. Then Did he know? There's no – we don't know that, right? You know, I can't remember – I know that Connell person kept, like, instructing people to, like, push here, push there. Like, I read the transcripts, but I can't remember if that's why he repositioned it or if he just moved or what. Yeah. But essentially, now she's, like, really being suffocated, right? As if she wasn't before. Oh, my God. So then Connell and her little crew, they start talking about how she's losing more and more oxygen every second. Yeah, you know this. Yeah. Like, at least waft the blanket a couple times or some shit. Right? Get some air in there. Yeah. And then Connell starts screaming at an unresponsive Candace. Like, she's stopped wiggling and stopped moving and everything. Oh, my God. And Connell starts screaming that she's a quitter and that she's making her life everyone else's problem and that she's not used to living her own life. First of all, I don't think that's something that you should ever say in any therapy session. No! That's not... Yeah. That's not helpful. Yeah. Like, so you're just, rude. You're just a pain in the ass. Like, come on. That's not helpful. Yeah. Another one of the adults there, the other therapist, started yelling, quitter. She's a quitter. Like, what the fuck, guys? Oh, my God. She stopped moving. Maybe you should check on her, right? Yeah. Or she's given up. Just let her give yeah, up Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. But remember, they're, like, invested in this working, right? Because they've, like, pioneered this thing. And got $7,000 for it. Yep, exactly. So Jeannie starts to get upset and really discouraged that Candace isn't fighting to be born into her arms anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, come on. Like, sad and stuff. So Connell's like, you need to leave the room because you're being a downer. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, right? So, like, you go in the other room and you can watch this from the TV. But let us finish it because you're getting in the way of our session, I guess. Yeah. So they have Jeannie leave the room and she watches from another room. And they continue to call her a quitter and discuss other things like totally off topic. They're like talking about real estate that went up for sale. And eventually they get back to Candace and Connell says, let's talk to the twerp. Oh, God, I hate her. I fucking hate her so bad. So they unwrap Candace and Connell says, there she is just sleeping in her vomit. (gasps) That's not sleeping. She wasn't sleeping. No one chooses to sleep in their vomit. No. She was blue and not breathing. And she didn't have a fucking pulse. Oh, my God. She'd been suffocated to death. Oh, that is so sad. Side note. After she went silent, the therapist, Dr. Pondle, had reached in and said that she was breathing fine. Like, 
So Candace stopped moving and the doctor like reached in and was like, oh, she's still breathing. She's fine. She's like sweaty, but that's good. That's like what we're expecting, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. But she wasn't fine. No. She fucking died. So I guess she was in there for 70 minutes. Oh, my God. And like I said, there's transcripts of this. So you can see like every minute, everything that they say. And there'll be like 10 minute spaces of nothing. And then she'll be like, can you please give me a clue? Like, I can't breathe. That's so sad. It's so sad. So, you know, she's dead, right? And everybody starts to panic. And they call 911. And they try to revive her. And it was clear to the paramedics that Candace had, like, not been breathing for some time. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like. Yeah, she's blue. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, shit, this just happened. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing in here? Oh, my God. She had vomit all over her and blood all around her nose, and she was blue and cool to the touch. Oh, that's so sad. However, the paramedics were able to get a pulse back. What? And they put her on life support. Oh, my God. But the next morning, she died from a brainstem herniation. Oh, I don't know what that is, but it sounds awful. Actually, she died from three things. I should finish my sentence. She died from brainstem herniation, cerebral edemia caused by mechanical asphyxiation oh that is so sad but basically she was suffocated yeah so this tape was used in candace's murder trial fucking yeah it was yeah it was and Jeannie pleaded guilty to neglect and abuse charges and she was given four years suspended sentence how many four years okay but i mean i don't know i you can't say that Jeannie's not at all accountable but at the same time she had trust in quote-unquote professionals yeah yeah, That's really rough. It's a weird spot to be in. I mean, at least it's only four years. Yeah, and it's a suspended sentence. So that means like basically probation and you don't fuck shit up, right? Like yeah. Like you fuck up and then you go into jail. Yeah. And it sounded like she was like Genu- trying her best yeah. leading up to all of this. Like she's trying everything. She's getting doctors and therapists and stuff. That's the fucking so sad. lady that she met at the convention should be charged. <laughs> I know. It wasn't clear to me if like whoever was at the convention was also at this thing. Like, they didn't name the therapist at the convention. Yeah. But how fucking heartbreaking for Jeannie. Like, not only did your kid just die, but now you're getting neglect charges when you were doing everything to try to not neglect your child. Yeah. But you also, like I said, you're a nurse and you see this happening. Yeah. I don't know. It's a sticky situation. In the very moment of the child's death, you were kind of neglecting them because you didn't push these people off of her. Yeah. Well, I guess when they uncovered her, I didn't say this, but when they uncovered her, Jeannie came flying in there and was like starting CPR and shit. Like, what the fuck? You know, like. Yeah. She wasn't just like, oh man, bummer. (laughs) Yeah. She was obviously concerned and did not expect to see her dying. Oh, that is so sad. Yeah. Connell and Dr. I kept putting R's on it, so it must be Ponder. I'm sorry, guys. I can't read my own fucking handwriting. (laughs) It's either Dr. Ponder or Pondle. All right. Great research, right? (laughs) The other therapist. They were sentenced to 16 years for suffocating Candace. 16 years? 16 years. That's it? Yeah. That's it. What the fuck? That's fucked up, right? Yeah. Because you could be out in like six Oh, they're already out because this happened in like 2000. Oh, my God. So Connell said in a statement, I feel sorrow, regret, and remorse that torments me every waking hour. I failed Candace and I failed her mother. I accept full responsibility. Sounds good. Yeah, I guess. But you should accept full responsibility with like a 25 to life because you fucking murdered a child. I know, right? Dr. Ponder said, I have to live the rest of my life knowing that Candace was dying next to me and I wasn't aware of it. Did you mean under you? Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right, though. Like, 16 isn't fucking nearly enough. No. Connell was paroled in 2008. 
So <laughs> that's only seven years after her 16-year sentence. Oh, I was pretty close with six. You were, you were. <laughs> and is restricted from contact with children and like counseling work. Good. Yeah, really good. You're not a fucking counselor. But still, I can't believe that she's not like in prison for life. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I guess, you know, obviously she's exhibiting remorse and everything. And it wasn't like intentional. But still. It might not have been intentional to fucking kill her. But yeah. it, you intended to put her in this situation that you know is dangerous. Yeah, and you were she, saying she's running out of oxygen. Yeah. And if you knew she threw up, like that's a chance of a risk of choking. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. So because of this case, quote unquote, Candace's law was enacted to prevent the rebirthing technique and attachment therapy. So it's no longer allowed. Good. Isn't that really sad? Was that a thing that they practiced in more places than just this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think like a lot of other people got hurt by it, too. Oh, my God. But because of Candace's death, they were like, you motherfuckers can't be tying people up in blankets and telling them to come out of the womb. Yeah. Find a different way to recreate birth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. That is so sad. Also, I would like to know, therapy is so weird. <laughs> yeah, I see all these like fucking exposure therapy yeah, things and yeah. whatever. And I'm like, I don't think that would cure me of my fucking spider phobia. And yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck, I'm not a licensed therapist or anything. But some of the shows I watch and stuff, I watch like those stupid reality shows. And one of, one of the real housewives Uh, Her husband cheated on her, and so she was, like, trying to make it work, and they go to therapy together. Mm -hmm. And one of the sessions was, like, you have to lay down like you're dead, and there's a tombstone and everything, and then your spouse has to give your eulogy. Oh, my God. I know, and I was like, that's so fucking weird. But I guess it's a way to, like, you're supposed to really pretend they're dead so that you say all your heartfelt shit. Yeah. Because you know how after people are dead, you're like, oh. Should have said all these things. Glorified it. I actually love them and whatever. Yeah, but I'm like uh that's weird (laughs) see but i don't think that i would be a good candidate for therapy like that because i i wouldn't take it seriously well it's not that i wouldn't take it seriously but like yeah i guess i wouldn't take it seriously i just don't i don't think that i would it would do open enough yeah yeah and like especially with a stranger people are like well it's a stranger so you don't like they're a professional so you can tell them things i'm like yeah but i wouldn't oh yeah i don't tell stranger things i tell everybody everything so everyone is my therapist (laughs) Especially, especially my boss and my coworker, <laughs> my office mate. <laughs> I I tell people certain things, but like with stuff like that, if someone was dying or something, I'm just oh, yeah. kind of like, mm, man, yeah, love you. And then after they're dead, I'm like, wow, I really should have said a lot of things. But even those things, I don't say to anyone else. I'm just like, they're in my head. And I'm like, well, that's fucked up. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So I don't think I'd be good yeah, at therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, listen, therapy works for a lot of people. I haven't tried it yet. I'll probably need it after doing this podcast for a whole year, but right someday in my life. We should do a therapy session together. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Is that a thing we can be codependent on? The, ther- <laughs> <laughs> the therapist would be like, oh, fucking kill me. The therapist Jesus. would be like, you need to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> One of you. You guys don't stop talking. <laughs> can we get another couch in here? <laughs> I want to lay down. <laughs> Is that light really LED? It's super bright. Oh my god, it's so recessed. I thought we were supposed to be laying down. (laughs) Can we turn the ceiling fan on? I'm hot. (laughs) Just so you guys know too, the podcast, it's very fast-paced chatter. That's how we normally talk. Like she's not cutting out long-ass pauses. No. (laughs) We literally are just like blah, 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 blah. And the uh, quick cut scenes between. Yeah. No, like, that's literally us. Like, you'll say something funny and I won't really catch it. And I just like keep talking. And then I listen back and I'm like, why didn't I fucking laugh? That was hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's our life. It is. 
And sometimes it's funnier if you don't laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to let you sit in that one. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, Somebody was telling me that we should do video because half of it is our expressions. Like (laughs) half of what makes us funny is our facial expressions. So someday we're going to have to do that. Yeah, someday. That means I'll actually have to get like dressed and stuff, which I am today. Yeah, you're very pretty today. Oh, thank you. I have to go to Alexis's baby shower. Aw, yay, congratulations, Alexis. (laughs) But I'm pregnant AF and I keep having contractions. So I'm like, this is going to be fun. I hope it's inside so that it's not hot. Yeah. Oh, God. Tell me about it. Also, the only dress that I own is long sleeve. Ugh. That I haven't worn this week. (laughs) I was like, you have more dresses. (laughs) All right, lady. Yeah, let's close this out. Yeah, wrap this shit up. Okay, guys. Patreon shout outs first. Ooh, first smart. and foremost. So, shout out to Crystal, Amanda, Susan, Christina, and Kate. Thanks, guys. You and gals. And gals. I'm pretty sure they were all gals. <laughs> Thanks, gals. And we love you. Yeah, we do. We appreciate you appreciating us. We appreciate the fuck out of you and thank you so much for supporting us because you guys have allowed us to purchase a new extreme SSD. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hard drive. The rest of that was hard drive. I feel like they knew what it was. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I wouldn't have. So that's why I said it. Yeah. Our sweet new hard drive. Yeah. And we've gotten mics and. Yeah. We're moving up in this world. Yeah. You guys are fucking awesome. And thank you you. so much for doing this for us. We promise we're going to keep like doing cool shit. You know, like we just said, one day we'll add fucking video to this shit. Hell yeah. We just need a solid podcasting room because we had it going at your house. Yeah, that's true. And then we're fucking pumping out babies like none other. So we've been kicked out of every room. Yeah. And we we're technically it. doing it in my newborn baby's room right now. Yeah. We're going to have a room soon. We will. Well, we're remodeling the bottom room. Yeah. Okay. So thank you to our Patreon people. You guys are amazing. And we're using your money towards fucking podcasting shit. And we're going to keep getting better. Yeah. We have some cool new ideas in the future given to us by <laughs> some listeners. <laughs> so uh, keep you on the edge of your seat on that one. Uh, If you want to see pictures pertaining to our cases, check out our website, isgdpodcast.com. And also, there's a link to our merchandise and our Patreon. Mm -hmm. Because I guess Patreon doesn't let you fucking search our name because we're explicit material. Okay. Also, check us out on social media at isgdpodcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we are. You can also email us case suggestions or anything else that you want at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback in any manner. This is true. It makes us giggle and it boosts our ego. Also, I forgot to mention the Facebook group. Go join it. Oh, yeah, the goddamn pod group. Come join us. Give us memes. Give us jokes. Tell us stories. I literally spend my whole life on Facebook now. Literally me too. Like I hardly go on Reddit anymore because I'm I know. Like, oh, Facebook's fun now. I know. Like when I wake up in the middle of the night to feed the baby, I'll be like, oh, I'll go on Reddit after I just check all these alerts. And then I'm like balls deep in somebody else's goddamn. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Like who was it this week that had the blood on her car? Oh, Ashley? Yes. Oh my God. That was awesome. That was fucking hilarious. Oh shit. It was like a Halloween prank. <laughs> Her ass got pulled over because <laughs> people kept reporting her that there was like a dead body in the trunk. Come on, guys. If there's it's, a dead body in the trunk, you're not going to leave that much evidence. Yeah, you're going to wipe it up. Yeah. 
And at least tuck the hair back under the hood. Everyone knows that if trunk. you're in a trunk, you fucking bust out the taillight and stick your arm out and start waving. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Come on. Get it together. And it was like a newish car. I'm sure it had a fucking pull tab from the inside. That glows in the dark. You, my car doesn't. But oh. my car is like an SUV, so there's no like It's a separation. hatchback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't do that for hatchbacks. But I'm just saying, I was riding in the back one time because I was like, this will be fun. And then I was like, I can't get out unless I climb over the seats. <laughs> you ride drunk in the trunk? Allegedly. <laughs> okay, guys. Did we miss anything? Oh, subscribe, rate, and review. Yep. And the P.O. Box is 2764 Spring Valley, California, 91979. We love you all. Until next time. Later. Bye.